You're listening to Focus on the Bible. Focus Evangelistic Ministries and Focus on the Bible Radio makes a concerted, sustained effort to teach and preach a clear, understandable gospel message. That is, we teach and preach consistently that eternal life is a matter of faith alone in Christ alone plus nothing else. We do this in a world full of religious ideas that falsely teach that faith in Jesus is not enough to be saved because it takes special prayer or good works or ceremony, righteous living, baptism, and the list goes on and on. It's not that any of those things aren't important in a person's life. It's just that they are not saving. The only thing that saves is salvation by faith in Jesus Christ alone. The reason we think that so many people lack clarity is because they've never understood the powerful sufficiency of the cross work of Jesus Christ. Today on Focus on the Bible... I want to lay out how God shows us so clearly how available salvation is to us through the veil. Let's talk about this. God gave to Moses the sacrifice system. A tabernacle would be built out in the wilderness as those Israelites were leaving Egypt and on their way to the promised land. That tabernacle was sort of a portable tent, and it could be taken down and put up as they traveled. Animals would be killed and brought into the tabernacle into a very special place where their blood would be sacrificed for sin. That tabernacle was divided into different areas. One place was called the holy place. That's where a lot of the priest's work was done. Those priests, by the way, looked like butchers. They wore butchers' clothes, basically, ornate, but the clothes of butchers, and they carried knives with them, and they cut animals all day long and did the proper thing to offer those animals as sacrifices. So there was the holy place, the hubbub of priestly activity, but then another place deeper into the tabernacle called the most holy place. You may have heard people call that place the Holy of Holies. The Bible calls it the most holy place, and it was concealed behind a curtain. The most holy place was a special place about 15 by 15 by 15 feet, a small, perfect cube of a box, but boy, was it ever important. Inside the most holy place was a special piece of furniture called the ark. Now, this is not Noah's ark. This is simply called the ark of the testimony. That is the ark of God's speaking. Now, it seems that most people know more about the ark because of the Indiana Jones movie than about what the Bible says about it. But we really need to know about this special furniture, the ark, is a box, and inside it are several special things, most notably the law given to Moses. 
And that ark represented the very localized presence of God. On the top of that ark box was the mercy seat. And the mercy seat was overlaid with pure gold. On each side of it were angels crafted and beaten from hammered gold. That lid of that ark, the mercy seat, is called the place of expiation. That is the place of dealing, the place of business. It's where you would have to, in effect, tangle with God because he is holy and you are a sinner. But even the priest couldn't go behind that veil that separated the holy place from the most holy place or they would be entering into the presence of God and they couldn't stand that. They would be killed. Only one priest one time a year on a special day called the Day of Atonement could enter into that most holy place and when he did, he would be carrying blood in front of him in his hands that he himself wouldn't be consumed. The curtain that separated the most holy place from the holy place was called the inner veil. And that's what we're talking about today as we focus on the Bible. The veil was a curtain. It was a curtain that would be crafted of fine linen. The fibers of the veil were blue, purple, and crimson. Now picture this if you can. And that curtain, as it was made by the special craftsmanship of very special people, was to include in it cherubim that were embroidered right into the part of the fabric. It's said that Josephus, the famous Roman historian, wrote that it was the scene of the heavens laid out on that veil, and the veil was as thick as the thick part of a man's hand, and that that veil was so strong that it could not be torn if horses pulled against one another from opposite ends. That veil was a very special curtain that had a very special purpose. Now, there was that tabernacle in the wilderness, and when they reached the promised land, that tabernacle turned into the Temple of Solomon. It was a structure built, the Temple of Solomon. Now, it was torn down, and then later Herod's temple built in Jerusalem, this massive structure. So the veil was different over time. In that original tabernacle, it was said that the veil was about seven feet tall and about 30 feet long. We don't know about the Temple of Solomon's veil, but it's been written that the veil in Herod's temple was 30 feet tall, 30 feet tall and about 60 feet long. Let's read what the Bible says about that original veil in the tabernacle. I'm in Exodus chapter 26. The Bible says, And thou shalt make a veil of blue and purple and scarlet and fine twined linen of cunning work. With cherubims shall it be made. And thou shalt hang it upon four pillars of shittim wood overlaid with gold. 
Thou mayest bring in thither within the veil the ark of the testimony, and thou shalt put the mercy seat upon the ark of the testimony in the most holy place. There it is, just as we said, this tabernacle and the furniture and the veil all tells a story. People are sinners. They need a sacrifice of blood to cover their sin. And that place of business with God is going to be carried out at the Ark of the Covenant and the lid that covered called the mercy seat. And it will be done behind that special inner veil. Now, the priest's work, as he would go into the mercy seat one time a year, would be to dip his finger in the blood of the sacrifice, and he would flick that blood onto the mercy seat covering. And he would flick that blood in front of the veil. Now, he's applying the blood. Do you see this? It's as though God is there. The angels are guarding this place of expiation, and the blood is being applied. Now, we know from studying the New Testament, especially in the book of Hebrews, that no animal blood ever actually satisfied God. No animal ever really paid for sin. Those animals that bled and died were simply samples They were examples of what one day God would do in Jesus Christ, who alone satisfied God over the payment of our sin. Now, the veil. The veil's purpose was simple. It was to separate. It was to hide. The veil showed over and over in its weight, in the volume of it, I've read before that it took 300 men when the veil would need to be changed. They had two each year made by the maidens of Israel. That it took 300 priests to take the one down and put the other up. And that heavy veil, that ornate veil, represented the great separation that was between holy God on the one side and sinful man on the other. The veil separated, and there it stood. To break that barrier was to die. And then there came a day, friend, that changed everything. In the ninth hour of that day, that is about three o'clock in the afternoon, as priests would have been busy preparing for the evening sacrifice, that veil was torn into two pieces from the top to the bottom. Matthew chapter 27 gives the reading. In verse number 51, the Bible says, And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent. And so it was a scene of chaos. It was a scene of loudness. That ripping, tearing of the veil from the top to the bottom was accompanied by all the sounds that you could imagine of an earthquake that was so strong even rocks came apart. But on the outside, a scream of a man crying loudly in the throes of death, the man Jesus Christ, as he cries out something about it being finished. And then the Bible so clearly says that he gave up his spirit 
to God the Father. Is that good? Do you see what's happening here, friend? On the outside of the temple, Jesus has died. On the inside of the temple, at the place of expiation, the business has been settled. God the Father is the one who tore that veil apart. It was 30 feet tall, remember? No man could tear it. Not even horses could tear down that veil. Hebrews and chapter 10 speaks about yet another veil. The veil is the body of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 10 now and verse 19 and 20 says, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. And so the final veil then is the body of Jesus. His own body is a veil. Here's how this works. These are the thoughts that we should think. It was his body that hid God's glory from people. He was all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, but the body hid that glory. You see, we're separated We've all sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. But his body became an open gate for us. The tearing of his body on the cross opened up the real veil. It removed that real separation that was between us and God. Friend, his body turned that throne of judgment into the throne of grace. For us who enter in through that veil, the open gate that now is our only way into heaven. It's as though Jesus held heaven in one hand and sinners in the other, and he pulled the two together. That's what a mediator does, and there's only one mediator between God and men. The man, Christ Jesus. They tore the veil down in the earth, but Jesus Christ is an open veil showing the way to heaven by faith in him. This episode is a production of Focus Evangelistic Ministries Incorporated. For questions or comments about this episode or another biblical topic, you can write to us at Focus Ministries Incorporated, P.O. Box 498, Danielsville, Georgia, 30633. For more information about our ministry, you can visit our website, freddiecoil.org. That's F-R-E-D-D-I-E-C-O-I-L-E.org. We hope to see you again for next week's episode of Focus on the Bible.